0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one of this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Stay a while if you can. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar will join us coming up a little bit later on. We'll talk about the baseball situation. Are the owners telling the truth that they're going to lose so much money if we have this reduced schedule or we don't have baseball? We'll get to the bottom of that. That'll be a little bit later on as well. If you're a smart baseball fan, you probably have ignored all the headlines about the battles between the union and the league. They're arguing over money, and they're trying to put together some sort of season. The differences in the last two proposals are pretty stark. Let me make you laugh. Players want 114 games. The owners reportedly want about 50. That's a big difference here. Maybe you split in the middle. Maybe you get to 80, 82 games. But you're also going to have the debate on the legitimacy of the season. McLevin brought this up yesterday, that if Jacob deGrom somehow wins another Cy Young and has three in a row, historically, that puts him in some rarefied air and people might have a problem with that. And knowing the Mets and Jacob deGrom, he might win the Cy Young by winning seven games. I'm okay with that. I'm all right. This is an asterisk. The entire sports season has an asterisk next to it. The NBA's already played 65 out of 82 games. And some people say, well, that's not enough. Imagine 50 out of 162. Now, maybe they settle, they find a common ground here, which is usually what happens during negotiations. But I just want to watch baseball, make sure that everybody's safe. But the numbers sometimes mean a lot more in baseball. We look at stats. We love to look at stats in baseball. That's how we evaluate guys from this generation to a prior generation. And that'll be tough to do with 50 games this year. Although I think even skeptical baseball fans can agree, the number of games, any number of games, is better than the number zero. Baseball wants to expand the playoffs to uh, 14 teams, and then they're going to let certain teams pick their opponents. This, according to the New York Post on Monday. The playoffs would grow from 10 to 14 teams under the new plan. There would be four wildcard teams in each league. That's up from two. So here's an idea, I think, of what is going to happen, could happen. Only the division winner with the best regular season record would advance directly to the divisional series under the new plan. The two other division winners in wildcard teams would start in a best-of-three round. The division winner with the second-best record gets to choose its opponent among the three lowest-seeded wildcard teams. The division winner with the third-best record then would get to pick among the remaining two. The selections would be made on a TV show. All right, I like it. Expand the playoffs. I'm okay with it. I think we've gotten to the point where, you know, baseball – is a little bit behind trailing the other sports when it comes to expanding the playoffs. With hockey, basketball, if you have 16 teams, and then you start to go, well, are you watering it down? I think in today's sports world, certainly this year, expanding the playoffs, the problem sometimes is when you do something like this, then you rarely go back. You rarely regress. And if you want to have 14 teams, I'm fine with that. My problem with baseball has always been... There are way too many games. And at the end of the season, there's so many games that don't matter because there are so many teams that are so far out of it. There's such a have and have nots in Major League Baseball. You know, the, the Orioles, you know, it always feels like they're 25 games out and we just started July. And that's just not good for baseball. If, and you can't have a truncated season because of all the money that's paid. And these owners are expecting their billion dollars. they want their money. The players want their money. And fans is the thirst still there to show up for 162 games, whether in person or watching on TV or listening on radio. And I just don't know. I don't know if that would help baseball if we knew that the games meant more. So you place a premium on the number of games, and therefore you're watching games that are truly going to matter. Instead of a 162, you put in 14 teams, so the regular season is kind of meaningless. You don't want to have a gimmicky postseason, though, because now you've defeated the purpose of 162 games. You go that far, those that many games, and then you're going to do a best of three. And that's not always fair to these teams that are great from start to finish. Some teams get hot at the very end, get in, and those are usually the most dangerous ones. But that's being proposed by Major League Baseball right now. And I do think there'll be a common ground that they can land on as far as the number of games. Baseball players won at least 100 games here. And I think the owners would probably compromise to get to 80. But I'd like to get to the bottom line here, the amount of money that the owners say they're going to be losing. Because I do think that we have ostracized the, the players. We're putting blame on them that, oh, they're greedy. Oh, you know, you guys agreed to something. Now you want something else here. They're the ones they're they're going out into battle here. They're the gladiators. The owners are going to sit back. They don't even have to go to the game. Players are going to be out there. Pay them what you think that, you know, that they deserve for each of those games that they play. I think you got to be fair to the the players. But I do think there are going to be some players who are going to say, I'm not coming back for 50 games. And there are whispers now I can't confirm anything, but there are whispers, there's some big names saying if it ain't 100 games, I'm I'm not coming back. So there's a little bit there, a little bit unrest with Major League Baseball with what's happening, but maybe some progress as we expand the playoffs and maybe we get to a nice round number of 80 Maybe we get to 100 games, but uh, that's going on in Major League Baseball right now. This program brought to you by Traeger. Join the Traeger hood. Taste the wood fire difference. Contacting your local dealer or visiting traegergrills.com slash show today. McLovin, what kind of poll question do you have?
1: Okay, I'm putting together a poll question about which sport has the best number of playoff teams. But I hate to bring this up. Did you promise us more NFL playoff teams? Whatever happened to that? Is that happening? I completely forget where we left that off.
0: I thought I promised that to you five, four years
1: ago, five years ago. And you know my theory that they saw you break that story, which was absolutely true (laughs) and didn't want to give you the credit.
0: The fact that somebody in the NFL home office told me that, among other things, that they were expanding the playoffs. And I remember coming in Probably was that uh, was that Friday or Monday that I came back in? Yeah, Paulie.
2: Dan, you're not going to believe this. It's uh, it's six years ago tomorrow. <laughs> six. Uh, what's the day today? Sorry, six years ago Friday, you reported that the league is looking at expanding the playoff system, and <laughs> the next day, the NFL <laughs> did an official <laughs> denial to Jason LaComfort of CBS Sports.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah, that one hurt a little bit. For the first time, it was Dan Patrick reporting. (laughs) Oh, you got full credit for your report. Yeah, full credit. Whilst being
0: debunked. Yeah, ESPN gave me full credit on that one. That's six years ago Friday. Wow. Good times. Yes, McLovin? I had totally
1: forgotten. We have a 17-game schedule coming. It, it got lost in the shuffle, so they yeah. are going to expand them now, right? I mean, I think they have to if they go.
0: Yes, but that was part of this, that yeah. there, there was always the, we want to get to 18 games. We want to get to 18 games. And I said, well, that means you're going to go to 17 games. And the way I like to kind of uh, turn this in my favor, I, I wasn't wrong. I was just being delayed and being right. There you go. Yeah, something like that. You can't be wrong if you never admit it, Dan. Trust me, I realize that. Yeah, I I kept saying, wait a minute. I just had somebody that I'll read his name in the paper sometimes telling me what was going on. And then all of a sudden, it was like, uh, I said, hey, man, I I got a good authority here. What's going on? They're going to expand the playoffs and... Paulie goes. Uh, NFL just issued a statement, and I went, "Okay, uh, they they're basically saying uh, that we're not expanding the playoffs." And I went, "All righty, I don't know if I got played there, but um, I don't. I can't understand why that would have happened that way, but." Maybe somebody said, oh, you know, I'm talking out of school a little bit. And on further thought, we're not going to expand the playoffs. But we got 17 games and we are going to be expanding the playoffs in the NFL. Yes, Paul.
2: Checking my records, you reported this in 2014. The last time we had Roger Goodell on this show was 2013.
0: (laughs) Coincidence. That's it. It's a coincidence there. Maybe. Maybe not. What else do you have, McLovin? So the question is, are
1: you okay with MLB expanding to 14 out of 30 games? Uh, MLB being the sport that traditionally had the lowest... 14 out of 30 teams. 14 out of 30 teams. It's always been the lowest percentage of all the leagues. NFL has 12 out of 32. NBA and NHL have 16 out of 30 and 16 out of 31. MLB is currently 10 out of 30.
0: Yeah. I'm okay with it. You know, I'm in such a... um, Relaxed mood as far as what is really important when it comes to sports. So, when you brought up, oh, Jacob de Gram wins his third consecutive Cy Young, uh, you know, the history books, and I go, I don't care. Like, I, at this point, I mean, I will care, but now I don't. I just, I would love to have some positivity here. Just, just like a morsel where you go, yeah, okay. And if it's talking about baseball coming back and they got a plan or the NBA is coming back, that's why when somebody goes, should all the teams be able to come back in the NBA? If you want to and you have the safeguards, then great. But no, you don't need all the teams. 20 would be fine. You don't need 20 teams here. Yeah, McLovin.
1: So if they play 50 games, would you hand out awards? I mean, maybe just skip this idea. 50 games seems like an award is really a little bit too much.
0: They're not going to play 50 games. Oh, OK, 82. but let's say it's 80, 82 games is half a season enough. I mean, we have, you know, shows all the time or columns all the time. First half MVP, first half Cy Young. Do we do that? Basically calling it a half a season, but this is the MVP. People can, can consume this however they want to. You know, that's why when somebody says, oh, Barry Bonds never get in the Hall of Fame. Well, if you think he's a Hall of Famer, then who cares if he has a, a ceremony and a plaque? If he's a Hall of Famer, OK, fine. But it's the same thing when it comes to stats. Do I I look at the stats of the steroid era differently than I do the dead ball era? Do I look at Babe Ruth because he didn't have integration differently? It, it's up to the individual to kind of parse this out and say, all right, Oh, that's right. They only had played 80 games that season. Okay. We've had a lot of these instances where you have a season that, you know, it strike shortened or a lockout work stoppage. You know, we will crown a champ. If you don't want to crown him a champ, then that's up to you individually. But I, I'm in a benevolent mood when it comes to, you want to hand out an award. Great. Greek freak. Give him the MVP this year. No, don't have a full season? I don't care. Give it to the Greek freak. Give him Defensive Player of the Year as well. I don't care. NBA champion, whoever wins? You want to put an asterisk back? Go ahead. For me, I'm just, I just want to enjoy it again. That's it. What else do you have, McLovin?
1: Uh, this is probably an obvious question, but do you think there will be a baseball season, yes or no? Yes. And actually, what do you think the audience thinks? Do you think people are taking these headlines seriously?
0: Well, I don't take it seriously because I know how this works. But I think that the average fan who hasn't covered a work stoppage or a strike or these kind of negotiations, certainly with Major League Baseball, might be a little more pessimistic. I I choose to be optimistic because I do think that there's a lot of money at stake. And I do think that both sides want to come to some kind of agreement. The problem has been Major League Baseball has leaked all this information. And that has hurt the process here and made the players look bad. I've said that all along. I don't know if they're trying to break the union. I don't know if they're trying to get a salary cap. Like, these are things, these are real issues with players. And, and the, uh, the big salary guys look at this because their agent is Scott Boris and saying, are they trying to cap us here? Are they trying to break us here? And I would be skeptical of the owners as well with their motives here. Because I don't believe that they're going to be losing the money that they say they're going to be losing. Just don't believe it. But they don't open their books. We know how much players make. Every single player, we know how much they make. We don't know how much these teams are making. What do their books look like? And I think if there's total transparency there, it, you know, this is where baseball has always had this, there's a conflict between the players and the, uh, and the owners. Whereas the NBA, it feels like they work in unison here. The NHL, it feels like they're working in unison here. Football's a little bit better, a little bit better. But it has to be a little bit better because before it wasn't good at all. But baseball, there's always been this friction. And it probably stems from Marvin Miller when Marvin Miller, one of the smartest people that baseball's ever had, said, wait a minute here. Free agency. They should be able to go where they want to go, make what they want to make. And that changed baseball. One person changed baseball, and I think that's when you had this union that became so powerful that the owners couldn't compete because Marvin Miller was smarter than everybody else. Yeah, Paul.
2: You know, baseball players, when they can't reach a deal with a team, they go to an arbitrator, and they're presented like three different options. And the arbitrator, based off, you know, state of the team and the state of the player's ability picks and they let the arbitrator pick it. You, you almost wish they could have an arbitrator, a neutral party who looks at this as a business deal and says, can we arbitrate a deal that's fair to all sides? And it, it's a binding decision. 75 games at this rate for this player and blah, 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 blah. It's impossible because the two sides wouldn't agree to it, but that would be perfect.
0: Also, don't forget that a lot of players have incentive clauses tied to where they finish in the MVP and the Cy Young. The players w- would not stand for this. If you're not going to have any awards, players would not stand for it because they have incentive-laden contracts here. If you finish in the top five, if you win the MVP, I don't know if you could go, hey, but this year we're not going to do that. Yeah, McLovin.
1: And that gets back to the year of service, too. Like, does Mookie get his year here? And he does, right? Isn't that part of the proposal? Mookie bets. Yeah, Yeah. a year of service to push him towards free agency and his big payday. But I've been reading a lot are those big paydays gonna be there
0: next off season? Well that's another thing that the owners are gonna you know, they're gonna cry poverty here. Hey, we lost all this money here and now here we go again. Collusion. Oh, we just don't have any money to spend on anybody here. Yeah, Todd.
4: Money will be the overriding factor in whether they have a season or not. But how much conversation do you think there's going on behind closed doors about, guys, we got to get something going here. We've already lost fans in recent years, and we're slipping in the uh, rundown of what the top pro sports are as far as interest. We've got to do something. Is that a big concern, or it's strictly about money?
0: Well, I hope it's a big concern, but I I don't know. Like, trying to figure out the rationale of Major League Baseball right now, are they trying to break the union? Are they trying to embarrass the players? Are they really altruistic and they want to get the game back for the good of the game? I don't know. You'd think they would, because we can survive without baseball because of the time frame of these other sports coming back. If hockey's coming back, the NBA's coming back and they're going right into the postseason. When that is done, we go right into NFL, we go into college football. And baseball will be an afterthought. It will. It'll be strange. But baseball will be an afterthought. We'll take a break. We'll settle on a poll question. Phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We got uh, chat row. Say hello to chat row. Tyler, the moderator, taking care of uh, the people in the chat row. Behave. And uh, you can watch on youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in an hour from now. Your phone calls are welcome. We'll come back. Right after this on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. 877-3DP-SHOW. Poll questions, tweets, emails. McLevin, let's decide on a poll question.
1: I actually already put up, no? are you okay with MLB expanding to 14 playoff teams permanently? Okay. I have a feeling most people will say yes.
0: But I don't know if it's permanently. Wow, well,
1: think... they, they had proposed that hard before this, before COVID. The owners are desperate to do this, apparently, and the CBA's up next year.
0: Well, it feels like it's inevitable, but I know that it makes sense. If you're going to have a shortened season and you have more playoff games, more playoff teams... The owners want to make their money. And if you have the playoffs, they're going to make their money. That's why they want to expand this. But, you know, the players want to get the regular season money. They want to get 100 games if they can. It feels like
3: the more time goes on, the more sports is losing touch with what actually should mean most. In that, you know, winning the most games over the longer period of time should be what determines the best team, not just win enough games to get to this extra special bonus period. And then you really just have to win three out of five or, you know, four out of seven. It doesn't, if if you're a 110 win team, you should be the best team that year in baseball. You know, if you win the most games, you should be the best team. But now because of the playoff system and especially expanding the playoff system even more, that huge stretch of games, becomes more and more meaningless.
0: Baseball's regular season in the last 20 years, only five times has the team of the best regular season record gone on to win the World Series. Red Sox in 18, Cubs in 16, Red Sox in 13, Yankees 09, Red Sox in 07. Yeah, Paul.
2: I think what Seton's saying is like, so let's say the NBA, they decide to let in... um, San Antonio Spurs who are 27 and 36 Spurs historically are a great franchise, but this year not. What if the Spurs somehow, some way knocked the Los Angeles Lakers out of the playoffs, a team that shouldn't be there or over a team that earned the one seed? Now they will have earned that win, but everyone's saying now let's include all these teams. Let's include all these teams. This, we do a show the day after the Lakers get knocked out early. Everyone's gonna be like, what did the NBA do putting the Lakers in a position to get knocked out early? And big teams like that.
0: But if you're going to have play in games, so the Spurs have to win to even get in or win a couple of series to get in to face the Lakers, let's say. It's not just it's going to be, you know, uh, Lehigh taking on Duke and they knock him off in the NCAA tournament. It's not going to be that way. You have to, and they're not going to be designated as playoff teams. You have to get into, I think, the final 16 teams to be designated a playoff team. These are play-in games just like you have March Madness. You don't make the tournament with the play-in games. You make the play-in games to get into the tournament. Yes, Eden.
3: But wasn't there a whole season just ahead of that that was essentially play-in games? Like, I don't understand why you should be rewarded for not doing well over a longer stretch of time. Like, you, you lost. You lost more than most other people, but, but you still get in.
0: I don't understand the point of that. Oh, I don't want the Spurs to get in or some of these other teams. There's no, like, I, I America is not going, God, I can't wait to see the Wizards or San Antonio Spurs. I mean, why don't you just make the season one long playoff then?
3: And then that's how you determine the winner. You I get, think, like, the, whatever the best team from last year was, they're a one seed, and whoever the worst team from the year before was the worst team, and then just do it that way.
0: Small market teams are urging the NBA to include the entire league in the restart. NBA has a plan of inviting 22 teams to restart the season in late July. Can you safely bring all 30 teams back? Um I I guess if you're looking at the impact on money, sponsorships, tickets, developing your younger players, you want these franchises down on the totem pole to get a chance. I think that's what these small market teams are saying, their owners are saying. Teams left out of the playoffs, there's already been dialogue about the possibility of mandatory summer training camps, regional fall leagues, uh, four or five teams that could bridge the lengthy gap between the seasons. Because I don't think we're going to have basketball next season until probably around Christmas. But the message that the bigger market teams, we're going to bring them back that's not the case. There are bigger market teams that aren't making the playoffs. I mean, the Knicks aren't making the playoffs yearly. <laughs> <laughs> so It's not, it's not necessarily. Uh, Memphis is making the playoffs. That's a small market team. So either you want to bring everybody back. Why are you bringing everybody back? I don't want everybody in the playoffs or the possibility of getting into the playoffs. I would just have 20 teams at the most. Come back. You want to get Zion in there. Okay, I get it. And if we do 20, then it doesn't really look like it's the Zion clause (laughs) here. Hey, if we do 18, then we get Zion in here. We do 20, and then it's like, no, this isn't about Zion Williamson. Certainly feels like it is, but I don't need that many teams. It's okay. I think this will be so fascinating. We don't have the, the travel part of this, the equation, and the, the length of time in between games in a series, now you could play three games in a day where you could start a game at 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and 9.30 or 10 o'clock. If you wanted to still have the West Coast teams be able to play for their time zone and their fans, you could still do this. But you would get that feel of March Madness. The NBA could do this. And just have games after games. There's no travel. Give you a day, day off in between. Uh, you play two games and then you get a day off. I think it could be great. But I don't need every team in the NBA. I understand there's money at stake here. But you've had 65 games here. That's enough. I don't think this is a participatory moment for the NBA have the teams, if you want to have 20 teams and four teams are playing each other to get in, okay, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. But I don't think that every team should be involved in this. Because the less teams, maybe the easier it is to have you know, the precautions and safeguards in place. Now I got 30. Do the math. You go from 20 to 30... And now it's a couple of hundred people there. Then the members of the media, how many members of the media get to come in? Friends, family, front office, coaches. It's a lot of people. Yeah, Pauline.
2: Can we take all the NBA teams that didn't make the playoffs and put them in an NCAA style one and done tournament? They all face each other, you know, bracket style. And the winner of that tournament gets the number one pick of the draft. Do that to ramp up to the regular season. Ooh. Seven days, Ooh. seven you know, seven days of games, mm. back to back to back to back.
3: Well, mm. and then think about the the team that finishes last place in that tournament. They end up with like the 18th pick. That's in right. Oh, brutal. That's good. That's like a relegation reverse relegation situation.
0: <laughs> but then, mm. does Clay Thompson come back? Yes. <laughs> they want the number one <laughs> on pick on one leg. <laughs> Clay, we're gonna need you. It might be career-ending, but we need you to come back here. Yeah, Todd?
4: But if, if the best team of that group wins the number one pick, even though that will be exciting to watch, you know, where's the parity then? They're the, the team that least would need of all those crummy teams to have the number one pick.
0: I've always maintained, though, that once you're eliminated from the postseason, then what you do after you're eliminated, the best record among those who are eliminated uh, or has the most wins is the team that gets the number one pick. Because I don't want tanking here. And I want you to continue to play hard and try to win after you've been eliminated from the postseason. But the NBA, is, it feels like the NBA is pretty close here in what they want to do. Format still to be determined, but they're talking about when they could get there, how long do they need to get ready to come in and start playing meaningful games. Can you start with the... The NHL is starting with the playoffs. And that's aggressive. I think the NBA... Is, is trying to ease into this a little bit more if they possibly can. But that's coming from their stars because this commissioner listens to the stars. And Chris Paul has a large voice in this, a loud voice in all of this. LeBron has a loud voice in all of this. What's it going to take for you guys to get ready? Because you're selling stars here. Other sports, selling teams, you're selling stars. How long is it going to take for you guys to get ready? Two weeks? Three weeks? How many games? Can we have scrimmages? These are all things that are probably on the table for the NBA. But it feels like this commissioner has an idea. These are things that are just leaked out. There's other things that haven't been leaked out that might, you know, crystallize here in the next couple of days where we we really figure this out. Can we get into July? We have a month to ramp up to get into July. And it feels like July is a magical month for baseball. Hockey is going to be at the end of June, it feels like. Uh, golf is coming back in a week. We're close. What else do you have today, McLevin?
1: I was going to ask which of the small market teams or the teams that are just outside do you most want to watch? Is it too obvious that there's one team that everyone wants to see? Who's on right now on the outside looking in? Uh, well, it's below? the
0: Pelicans. Are there
1: any other teams that are people are interested in, like uh, the Spurs or maybe the Warriors? Would people want to see the Warriors try and play? Yeah, Kings. Um, uh, The Suns have a lot of young talent. They might be interesting in this tournament. Portland. Portland,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see Damian Lindley. CJ McCollum. I'd like to see Portland. If they're at full strength, then Portland's dangerous.
1: This could be a great tournament if they do this.
0: I saw this uh, email that was leaked, and this was uh, James Dolan. Now, the Knicks did not make a statement on the uh, murder of George Floyd. Almost all the teams did. The San Antonio Spurs did not. But Greg Popovich did an interview with uh, the nation. And uh, he certainly had things to say about the president and George Floyd and the handling of all these protests. Um, James Dolan sent out an email, an internal email. Now, this was leaked. But uh, he says, we know that some of you have asked about whether we're going to make a public statement about the killing of George Floyd by a Minneapolis police officer. I want you to know that we realize the importance of the issue. Therefore, I want you to understand our internal position here. And, uh, you know, he goes on to say that basically they're not going to make a statement because they don't think they're in a position to be able to comment on this. And James Dolan says the internal email is basically saying, "What's important is how we operate, and as a company, we can we are committed to upholding our values. How we treat people, how we treat others, matter. We uh, stand by our values: respectful, peaceful workplace. We always will. I'm not saying anything about George Floyd. This is really small, probably." But if I'm a member of the New York Knicks and my owner sends out this email internally, or if I'm a free agent, this is, I mean, when have the Knicks signed a free agent? Nobody wants to go play with the greatest basketball arena in the world. It's amazing that the Knicks get less likable. By not doing anything, they become less likable. And maybe, maybe these players, maybe there is no significance to this. If, if I'm an a, a, a African-American, I play for the New York Knicks, and I see that my owner is really tone-deaf and offers nothing. They really didn't offer anything. Whereas we've seen some teams who have had you know, the Washington Wizards in bold type talking about, we will not stand for this. Racial inequality, police brutality, Bold print is what they put out. And then you have this with James Dolan. It, it's a bad look for him. It really is. I understand you want to make sure that you take you know, care of your workplace. This is different than just taking care of your workplace. You know, the values and making sure we have a good environment and a good company. This is, a, this is something bigger than that. And it really feels tone deaf by that owner. And if you're a player... I'd have a problem with my owner. And if you're a free agent, I mean, when's the last time the Knicks got a great free agent? Because I was under the false impression, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were going to go into New York, and if they got Zion Williamson, they were going to change the landscape of basketball. And Kevin Durant said he never considered the New York Knicks. This used to be one of the places like yeah, if you went to New York, you played for the Knicks. But when's the last time they, they signed a free agent? When has somebody said, I want to go to New York? You almost get the feeling I have to go to New York. I'll go there for a little while and then I'll get out. That's a tone deaf owner. And in, in not just on this. On a variety of things. It's almost a tutorial on how to ruin a franchise. And he's got some competition, but James Dolan's a leader in the clubhouse. They just don't get it right. Take a break. Play of the day. Coming up next year, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. I mentioned the New York Knicks, and they didn't have a statement about the murder of George Floyd. The Washington Wizards issued a statement from its players, saying in capital letters, we will no longer tolerate the assassination of people of color in this country, adding we will no longer accept the abuse of power from law enforcement, and we will no longer shut up and dribble. Minnesota Timberwolves shared a video showing multiple players going to demonstrations. The Knicks representatives didn't respond to a request for comment on this. The Knicks' crosstown rival, the Nets, released a statement on the same day talking about and condemning what happened to George Floyd and others. Uh, The Toronto Raptors had a statement. I mean, it goes on and on. Michael Jordan had a statement with the Charlotte Hornets, but the Knicks did not have a statement there. And I was looking at, you know, this is... A once great, proud franchise is nowhere near that. And I was wondering about their free agency. Because Kevin Durant had an opportunity with Kyrie Irving to go in there and bring the Knicks back. And they chose not to. I don't know how much that had to do with that ownership. It would have an impact on me if I was signing with them, no matter what I'm getting paid. But you go back to 1996, Chris Childs and Allen Houston, those were good signings. Kurt Thomas was a good signing. Jason Kidd, they had him. He was 40 years of age. J.R. Smith, all right. He was okay. Uh, But they've signed uh, Larry Brown, the coach, five years, $50 million. That's not good. Clarence Weatherspoon, Jerome James, Jared Jeffries, Amari Stoudemire, five years, $100 million. Robin Lopez, three for 60. Joe Kim Noah, four for $72 million. Tim Hardaway Jr., the third, four for $71 Yeah. There's a reason why they're not very good. It starts at the top and works its way down. Seton O'Connor has a big grin on his face. Segway? Yes. From, well... Make your own segue there for me, going from the Knicks to Seton. Uh, just four years ago today, an
3: absolutely classic, iconic moment in show okay, history. Okay, let's see if we can guess. See if we can guess. Four years ago today, okay. June of sixteen. Correct. Classic. Well. Do you have anything more than that? I don't oh man. Uh, it changed the course of show history forever. We were, we were pre this moment and then we were post this moment, at least in my life. Doesn't have much to do with me. Andrew, you got a guess? Is that McLovin? Hmm. Uh, it was June 2nd, 2016.
0: McLovin didn't fall off his chair that day, did he? He may have, but that's not the moment that I'm referring to. Can you tell me which Danette? I can't. Okay. All right, tell me. Andrew, you want to guess?
1: No, I, have, I thought you might be talking about the sausage race, but I'm way off. It's Forget it.
3: It's really, really good. That's called a, called a chalk off. That's right. It's oh, a oh turf, no. The running back there would have a falk off. <laughs> <Nice>.
0: <laughs> Let's be careful here. <laughs> I <know>, Calk. <laughs> And yeah. Fog. fog. Yeah. Were yeah. Really treading. Oh, no, Fritz. Yeah.
4: I, so I was going to say, if we're having a contest, who can eat the most sausages? That would be a. Sausage off. <laughs> the judges were looking for pork off. Pork oh. off.
0: Pork. If you come out. to a
4: spot in the road and you pick the right road to go down, that would be a.
0: Fork off. Fork
4: off. There you go.
2: Just don't
3: rhyme. But you realize that none of those rhyme with the jokes that we've been making. <laughs> you just
0: had to get in the conversation. Didn't you? I Sausage we looking,
4: off. I thought we were going with walk off, talk off, and that's why I did park off and fork off.
0: You, you actually—that's the key moment. Park off, park-off. park off, that's where you just don't take your losses, do you? You try to talk yourself in or out of something. I really
4: did. I refuse to park- admit that those don't exactly rhyme. Park
0: off, park off. What? It was just like the question mark last week. When you in, you inserted a question mark into a headline, you changed an article, and then I said, "You can't send that to me without telling me you put the question mark in there."
4: Bad yeah, journalism.
0: Thank you, you, Todd. The best
3: part, though, is Paul has two great moments in there. One, obviously, he's the person who actually says sausage <laughs> off. <laughs> Now, and then, just
2: to and clarify that, I, I knew what Fritz was getting at, but I couldn't believe he was going there. I was like, well, then it's sausage up I was going to say, um,
3: and then Hawk. He, Todd says it, and then Paul goes, oh. <laughs>
4: and then my voice got all higher pitched, like, uh, "Like I was just going to give my opinion I'm That's to give like, my opinion supposed like to. I'm supposed
0: to. You you tried to talk yourself out of it. I felt very left Orange out,
4: it. and I thought I had something there. And at least it's show history. Contest, who could eat the most sausages? That would be a... Sausage off. <laughs> <laughs> the judges were looking for pork off. Pork oh. off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you come to a spot, to- oh. <laughs> I sound like David Spade. There, Spade does that whenever, like, you make a joke. He just goes, eh. <laughs> oh.
3: pork
0: off. Pork. <laughs> it's the best. Pork off. Well, I never forget. And then the if the you come to a what the. Fo- Fork in the road. Falk. What'd you call that? Falk off?
4: Like a Marshall Falk
0: off. Fal- Falk.
2: Falk <laughs> off. But in retrospect, I, I sure am glad he spoke up. And from a content <laughs> oh, standpoint, yeah. as a producer, Todd never stopped. For God's sake.
0: And then we came up with sausage off t-shirts there. Good Todd. <laughs> That's it. "Pork off. You know how Eminem will take a word and then he'll kind of oh, yeah. make it into what he wants it to be so it rhymes? <laughs> he, but he's a professional at doing that. He is a professional. Yeah, you're I'm you're, not even an amateur. No, no, I'm no. step,
4: several steps away from just amateur status.
0: <laughs> oh, that was good. Funk off. Walk, walk off.
4: But depending on the accent around the country, there may be some. No, Todd, no, no definitely no. not.
0: That's where you just take a twenty. <laughs> it's called <got> regionalism. <laughs> yeah. it. Next time, I know, feel,
3: actually, uh, there is a. You know, in New stuff. Orleans. But you guys
4: have to stop. Next time, I feel there to say, I was going to say. That's when you guys have to jump in and go. No, you're not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's really on you. It's you on us. It. Yes. 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 Oh, you're, poor <laughs> editing by you guys. You now you're blaming up. us. I can't shut myself up. You guys got to jump
0: in. How about I just turn off your microphone? You could do that too. Yeah. All right. One hour in the books. Kareem Abdul Jabbar will join us in about 20 minutes from now here on The Dan Patrick Show.